Hey there, future friends! This week our party goes a little haywire, our favorite restaurant is in danger, and we play volleyball again for the first time in decades. This is the week of May 27th, 2022, and you are listening to Future Flicks with Billiam. Welcome to the show, everyone. Yes, uh, sorry this is going to be a later episode because I had a really busy week, but this episode is going to be short enough, hopefully, because there's not a lot coming out that I thought, hey, why not do it anyway? So, hey, let me tell you what it is I do on this show. On this show, I talk about all of the movies coming out during the week. I break them up into two categories. The first category is the limited release section. That's any movie that's not getting a nationwide release or a major streaming release that didn't do anything to catch my eye. Doesn't necessarily mean they're bad. It's just that I watch a trailer and went, eh. In that section, I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, and who's in it. Maybe I'll give a thought or two, but other than that, we move on. In the next section, the wide releases and interesting indies, It's exactly what it sounds like. Every wide release, including major streaming services and those indie movies that did catch my eye. In that section, I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, who's in it, and then I'll give my thoughts on it and wrap it up with a score called the Billiams Interest Level Score, aka the Bill Score, which goes anywhere from a 0 for those awful looking films to an 11 for those films that look just amazing. So basically it's a 1 to 10 score with an 11 for those ones that make me very excited. Well, my future friends, let us start with the limited release section with a movie called Distant. This is about a man that after his wife leaves him, a photographer has an existential crisis and tries to cope with his cousin's visit. If this sounds familiar, yes, I did talk about this last week. The difference is now it's being released in Los Angeles. So this is a movie from Turkey from 2002, I think. If you didn't tune in last week, why'd you hurt my feelings like that? Uh, But seriously... I'm not certain that this is the movie coming out, because I saw the movie listed on Movie Insider. When I went to IMDb, I couldn't find one that was coming out. And when I looked more into it, I found out that the poster of the one that Movie Insider says is coming out is the same as this movie from Turkey from 2002. But either way, this movie looks forgettable and boring. Let's talk about A Taste of Whale. This is a limited release documentary. Every year, 700 pilot whales are slaughtered in the Faroe Islands despite the protests of animal rights activists. So Faroe Island is a self-governing archipelago, which is part of Denmark. And I wish I was as smart to be able to pull that off the top of my head, but that was thanks to Google. But anyway, these people have been doing the same thing every year for as long as they can remember, where they slaughter all these whales, and it's like a big community event. The whales are in the water slashing around and crying and there are these children going yeah kill these whales fuck them and they eat the meat so it's not like it's just a mindless slaughter per se they they do eat and use what they kill but still i understand that back in the day you had little access to food 
But now, can't Denmark just send you food so you don't have to kill all these whales? The people on the other side of this is the Sea Shepherd. Yes, from that show Whale Wars. Do you remember South Park lampooned it, calling out the guy who was behind it on, out, out on all of his lying bullshit? Well, he has since stepped down, so someone else is behind it now. So this does sound interesting, but especially the whale slaughter part of the documentary was very hard to watch. So even though I would support the uh, not killing the whales part, I think I'm going to skip this one 100%. Next up, we have a movie called Right of the Shaman. A high school boy must follow his shaman grandfather's footsteps, become the beacon of light he was meant to be. This stars no one of note and looks absolutely terrible. In fact, I had no idea what the movie was about from the trailer. I thought the kid kills himself at one point and then is just walking around like a ghost. I, I, I don't get it. Next up, we have a movie called Dinner in America. And on the lamb, punk rocker and a young woman obsessed with his band unexpectedly fall in love and go on an epic journey together through America's dying Midwestern suburbs. This stars Emily Skeggs from Mile 22 and Kyle Gallner from The Finest Hour. This one looks like it has promise, but the trailer just didn't speak to me. Some moments of the trailer were funny, some moments just felt a little try-hard, like they were trying just a little too much to be a unique comedy. Next up, we have a movie called Zero Contact. The official premise on IMDb is this. Produced in 17 countries entirely virtually during the 2020 global pandemic. That's it. So basically, it's about some scientists played by Anthony Hopkins, because he's the only person of note in this. And he's just in it a little bit. Like, he's in the very beginning, and then someone kills him. And then it's about these different people he reached out to online, because he was some tech mogul or something, going, hey, you have to help save the world. And these people are all talking through Skype or, or Zoom or whatever. So the movie is told through that, through all these people talking to each other over the internet. And it's an interesting idea, but it just doesn't look any good. And finally, in the limited release section, we have a movie called There Are No Saints. The man, nicknamed the Jesuit, is imprisoned for a crime he didn't commit. When his wife is murdered and his son is kidnapped and taken to Mexico, he devises an elaborate and dangerous plan to rescue his son and avenge the murder. This stars Jose Maria Yazpik from Narcos, Mexico, Shannon Sosamone from A Knight's Tale, Paz Vega from Spanglish, Tommy Flanagan from Sons of Anarchy, Neil McDonald from Band of Brothers, Tim Roth from Lie to Me, Brian Cox from Succession, and Ron Perlman from Hellboy. So it blows my mind that with a cast like this, I'm saying skip this by putting it in the limited section, but it just looks so basic. And even with these people, Tommy Flanagan, Neil McDonald, Tim Roth, Brian Cox, oh my god, Ron Perlman to boot, it just looks mediocre. And come on, the nickname The Jesuit? Come on. Really? That, that's so bad. But if you want just a basic, run-of-the-mill crime action movie, then sure, why not? Keep an eye on this. But as for right now, I'm going to 100% skip it. Maybe if I see it in the dollar store or at Big Lots for $2.50, maybe one day I'll pick this up. But I have no plans. For a moment, when I was watching the trailer, I thought, okay, I could put this in the wide releases in interesting indies. But overall, it just seems so bad basic that after I sat and thought about it a bit, I couldn't remember a single damn thing that happened in the trailer besides the fact that a couple things made me go, oh, okay, that, that's not terrible. 
And this is one of those movies that doesn't look terrible. It doesn't look bad. It it just has nothing about it that makes me want to see it. And with so many movies coming out each week, and if you've listened to the show before, you know that each and every week always has something. So with 52 weeks of movies coming out all year, movies have to do something a little special to make themselves stand out, and this one didn't do that. Well, my future friends, we only have one, two, three, four, five movies in the wide release section, so let's just take our break right now, and we'll be back with the movies that did look interesting. Stay tuned. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're, We're Doing, Doing Fine. Fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're, we're doing, doing fine. fine. All right, we're back with the first wide release that's called Kick It Like Taylor. This is an Amazon Prime original. Kick It Like Taylor will give Prime members globally an exclusive insight into an incredible athlete who balances a successful boxing career alongside playing in the NABAFL women's competition for the Carleton football team. The series will explore what makes Taylor tick, her love of all sports, including boxing and football, the impacts of social media, cyberbullying, and sexism. Kick It Like Taylor is a celebration of a once-in-a-generation talent on the rise and will follow Taylor during the 2021 season on field and behind the scenes and include interviews with prominent figures both inside and outside of the AFLW, as well as national and international fans. Jesus, that was a long premise, right? So basically, this is about some famous like rugby player and how she came under tremendous hate for some picture of her punting the ball. So if you know who she is then this could be for you. If not, I would skip this. And just because it actually looks like it's a well-done documentary, Kick It Like Taylor gets a 5 out of 11. Next up, friends, we have a movie called Emergency. That's right, another movie from last week. So last week it came out to limited theatrical release. This week it's coming out on Amazon. So let me just remind you what it's about and who's in it. Ready for a night of legendary partying, three college students must weigh the pros and cons of calling the police when faced with an unexpected situation. This stars R.J. Seiler from Power Rangers, Donald Elise Watkins from The Underground Railroad, Sebastian Cacon from Penny Dreadful, and Sabrina Carpenter from The Hate You Give. I won't do my full spiel on this, but this does look good. I like the fact that it's a college party movie, which we see a lot of, but it stands out because it asks an important question. They get home from the party, find this girl passed out in their apartment. She obviously needs help, but they are three people of color, two black, one Mexican, and they're going to call the cops because there's a passed out white woman in their apartment that can't go well. So they have to do the right thing and help her. 
So how do they go about doing that? And I think it's a very interesting idea. And it's a it's a movie premise that could only work because they're people of color. If they were white people, or at least white presenting like I am, then it would be a very easy movie. Hey, let's call the cops. Sorry, officer, this is what happened. Maybe they'll get investigated, but they'll probably get the benefit of the doubt. So I do want to see this. I'll probably watch it within the next few weeks. But as of right now, Emergency gets an 8 out of 11. All right, my friends, three movies left. And the only limited release movie on the list this week is called A Kiara. This follows the story of 15-year-old Kiara, whose close-knit family falls apart after her father abandons them in Calabria. This stars no one of note. So this looks interesting. It takes place in Italy. And it's about this young girl who one day everything starts to unravel and she wants to find out why. So this story of what happened to her family, what happened to her dad, is told through the eyes of a young girl discovering so much for the first time. This movie just looks, it looks good. It looks like a quality film. And it seems like it's going to be a nice mix of mystery and coming of age story. It looks like one of those movies that's going to do more with less because it looks very, very simple. Like, there's just one scene in the trailer where she gets out of a car, it looks like in the middle of nowhere, and she's getting out, crossing in front of it, the camera's following her. Or another one when she's just sitting in a, in a restaurant or a bar or something, talking to the waiter and going, hey, have you seen my dad? And he's just kind of ignoring her, and she just keeps asking the question over and over and over and over as he keeps ignoring her. And I know me just explaining these things doesn't make it sound that great, but just the way it's presented in the trailer was intriguing, and that's why it made it in this section. Could be an interesting movie to keep your eye open for one day. But I think there are two other movies that look so much better coming out in theaters, and we have Emergency coming on Prime, so I think that there's better choices this week. Akiara gets a 7.5 out of 11. Alright folks, two movies left, and I think we both know what they are because they've been talked about for a while now. But let's talk about the movie that's not the pick of the week, but could be. And that's the Bob's Burgers movie. This is the first nationwide release of the week. The Belchers try to save the restaurant from closing as a sinkhole forms in front of it, while the kids try to solve a mystery that could save their family's restaurant. This features vocal cast of the Bob's Burgers show, as well as others. I was just too lazy to compare and contrast the TV show with the movie. But look, this one's super easy. It is, because you either like Bob's Burgers and you want to watch this, or you don't. I like Bob's Burgers. I'm not a huge fan. I just started re-watching it because I kind of fell off early on and I want to catch up. So I'm going to skip this movie for now because this isn't the kind of movie you need to see on the big screen. I think it's going to be just as fine on my TV at home. That being said, if you do want to watch this in theaters, I think it'd be great, especially being in the theater with other fans. There is something very special about that. Like when I saw, hell, any Marvel movie, but like Ghostbusters Afterlife, there was something truly special about being in the theater and sharing that moment with all these other people who love the series too. But again, this is one of those movies that you already know if you're going to go see it or not. And even though I'm going to wait, I still think Bob's Burgers is a clever show. It's my favorite of the cartoons that really started with shows like Family Guy. I mean, true, Simpsons came a lot earlier. I was never a huge Simpsons fan, but I think Bob's Burgers is far superior to Family Guy. I think that hasn't been funny in a long time. And Futurama is still my favorite, but it's not on the air anymore. So it's Bob's Burgers, I think, is the best. But even then, I never felt like TV shows like that needed movies. Like, maybe if it was ending, if it was the final season of Bob's Burgers, wrap it up with a movie, I think that would be great. But having a movie while the show is still going, I never saw the point. Because a lot of the times, 
the movies are just long episodes. And while people may like that, if you're a fan, also, why not just do two or three more episodes in a season as a treat? So even though I have those negatives to say, I do think the Bob's Burgers movie is going to be good. I think Bob's Burgers is a good show, but I'm 100% going to wait to see it. And Bob's Burgers, the movie, it's a seven out of 11. All right, my future friends, the pick of the week is obvious, isn't it? Let's talk about Top Gun Maverick. After more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. This stars Tom Cruise from Top Gun, Jennifer Connelly from The Rocketeer, Miles Teller from Whiplash, Val Kilmer from Top Gun, (laughs) Bashir Salahuddin from Southside, John Hamm from Baby Driver, Chris Parnell from The Last Ship, Jay Ellis from Insecure, Danny Ramirez from The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Glenn Powell from Hidden Figures, and Manny Jacito from The Good Place. So come on, we've been waiting for this one for a while, right? And initially, I was one of the many people who thought, do we really need a Top Gun 2? And then I knew deep down that I would want to see it no matter what. But then the first looks came out, and the trailer came out, and it just looks really good. And even though Tom Cruise as a person is a little iffy, He puts out good movies. Have you seen the first trailer for the new Mission Impossible yet? It looks good. They always look good. I mean, 2 wasn't that great, but it looked exciting. He is undoubtedly a movie star and puts out good things, and this looks good. So what do we know so far? We know that Tom Cruise is being brought back to Top Gun to teach. He's a test pilot, and like the premise says, he doesn't want to get a promotion because then he gets grounded. He doesn't get to fly. Uh, It's a lot like in Star Trek Generations when Kirk is talking to Picard. He says, whatever you do, don't let them promote you. If they promote you, they take your ship away. Also in Stargate SG-1, when O'Neill was promoted, he missed the field work. But that's a typical story among people like Maverick. And then we see at Top Gun is Goose's son the oddly named Bradley Bradshaw. And so we're seeing a new generation of fighter pilots start coming up and Maverick is going to have a hand in that. I'm still thinking that Val Kilmer is going to play a very small role, probably behind a desk, so they can really hide that he's not the same. I'm guessing it's going to be a voiceover with his son. Unless since his documentary came out, he has regained the ability to speak. Or... Unless Iceman in the movie is going to have a similar thing have happened to him, so he's actually going to get a full scene, but with him talking through his uh, trachea hole. I know there's a proper term for that, but uh, I don't know it. So either way, it's good that Val Kilmer is going to be in it. Reportedly, it was very important for Tom Cruise that he be in it, so I'm glad he is. And the joke I made in the beginning of the episode about a volleyball game, yes, supposedly there is another thirst trap moment of all of these guys, and I think a girl this time, how progressive of them, playing volleyball. But let's be honest, you you know what this is. You know the type of movie Top Gun is. It's a fun action movie about fighter pilots. Is it realistic? No. I bet the movie is plagued with inaccuracies, but that's not why we watch a movie like Top Gun or Top Gun Maverick. We watch it because it's fun, we watch it because it's big, flashy, and interesting, and we watch it because it's going to continue a story that we first saw over 30 years ago. 
From what we can tell in the trailer, Maverick is still a hothead badass, just like we expect him to be, and now he's going to train a younger generation of pilots. And I made a mistake when I talked about this movie the very first time when a trailer came out. When I, I think that's when I still talked about trailers. I thought Jennifer Connelly was going to play McGillis from the original, you know, Maverick's original love interest. But no, she plays a new character who was actually mentioned in the first one, but didn't physically appear. So Jennifer Connelly is going to play a admiral's daughter who has a young girl and owns a bar near the base. The bar that Goose and Maverick and everyone went to, you know, where they sang Great Balls of Fire. Stinger in the first movie alluded to the fact that Maverick slept with or had some relationship with an admiral's daughter, and that is going to be Jennifer Connelly. So maybe that's just how they wanted to go with the with the story. Maybe they thought it was kind of unrealistic that Maverick would stay with Charlie, actually. Uh, Kelly McGillis played her. I got that part wrong. Either way, when I first talked about this, I got it wrong, so I apologize. And looking down the list of cast, it's actually quite fun looking at everyone's new handles. Because we had Maverick, Goose, Iceman, Merlin, and now we have a whole bunch of new names that are, they're, they're just cool. If you had a, had some sort of handle and you were a fire, fighter pilot, what would yours be? I'll have to think of mine. But anyway, this is clearly the pick of the week. It looks the best. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see it. I actually already have tickets to see this Friday morning. So I'm recording this Thursday. That's how late it's going to be. And I do plan on doing a review episode as I do with the big ones. Spoiler-free first half, spoiler-filled second half. So stay tuned for that. But my future friends, let me tell you that Top Gun Maverick is an exciting looking movie. I can't wait for it. And it gets a 10 out of 11. Well, my future friends, that is it for this episode. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. The fact that even one person listens still blows my mind, and it makes me so happy that at least a handful of people like to listen. As always, you can always reach out to me. You can find all of my various ways of contact through the link tree in the bio, or the show notes, that is. Twitter, Instagram, are the best ways. You can also email me, billiumreviews at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the Friends of the Show, the somewhat nerdy radio podcast, and we're doing fine with Robbie and Lisa. Please, please don't forget to share the show with your friends. That is how we grow. That's how we grew once, and that's how we will grow again. And please rate the podcast. Go on Apple Podcasts. I would like all the stars. Rate me on Spotify. Five stars, please. And be sure to tune in next week for my Top Gun Maverick review and for the regular episode. So my future friends, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.